The Buccaneers lose some assistance from their coaching staff to the Carolina Panthers. That and more on today's episode of Locked on Bucks. Your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome into this Wednesday episode of Locked On Bucks, your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listener view every single day. Don't forget you can subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, you can follow along on Twitter. I am James Yarko at JRCO underscore Bucks, credentialed member of the media as SB Nation's BucksNation.com deputy editor covering your Tampa Bay Buccaneers here with you every Monday through Friday, along with our everydayers. And for that, I want to share my appreciation for your continued support of the show. One of the ways you can support the show is become a locked on Bucks insider. You get news, the inside scoop, rumors, and much, much more, plus one-on-one conversations with me via text message. You can become an insider by going to joinsubtext.com slash LockedOnBucks. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. Offensive coordinator search updates and ESPN loves them some Buccaneers. That's all coming up a little bit later. But first, let's talk about Dave Canales snatching some of the Buccaneers offensive coaches as the new head coach there with the Carolina Panthers. So Dave Canales has started to build his staff over in Carolina. And some of that staff includes guys that he worked with in Tampa, most notably Wide receivers coach Brad Idzik is the offensive coordinator now with the Carolina Panthers, though Canales is still going to retain the play calling duty for the offense. And look, we kind of saw this moving coming move coming as Idzik came from the Seattle Seahawks with Dave Canales when he became the offensive coordinator for the Buccaneers. It made a lot of sense that he was going to continue to stick with Canales and follow him over to Carolina. But He wasn't the only one. Assistant head coach and run game coordinator Harold Goodwin, as well as offensive line coach Joe Gilbert, are both going to the Carolina Panthers to take on the same positions there that they had in Tampa. Goodwin joined the Buccaneers in 2019 when Bruce Arians was hired as the head coach. He had worked with Bulls and uh, Arians in Arizona, and he has been the assistant head coach and run game coordinator since joining the team in 2019. Gilbert has coached in the NFL since 2012 as the assistant offensive line coach with the Indianapolis Colts. He also joined the Bucs when Bruce Arians was hired in 2019 as their offensive line coach. He has held that position ever since. So first things first, both Goodwin and Gilbert had contracts that were expiring So it's very possible that one of, if not both of them, may have left the team anyway, especially with a new offense coordinator coming in. They may have wanted to bring in their own guys. But that said, for a guy like Dave Canales becoming a first-time head coach, it made a lot of sense for him to surround himself with people that he trusts. And in this case, two coaches he worked very closely with 
in Tampa that he feels can help the Panthers offense get to where they need to go with a young quarterback who doesn't have a lot of help. The Panthers offensive line was in shambles throughout the season. So Gilbert made a lot of sense for him. And then, you know, honestly, to me, the loss of Gilbert is going to be felt much more than the loss of Goodwin. And that's not to discredit Harold Goodwin by a co or as a coach by any means. He's very, very good at what he does. And that's why Canales wanted him. But you have an offensive line in Tampa that we saw go through some drastic changes from 2022 to 2023. Tristan Wurst and Luke Gedeke both changed positions. You had Robert Hainsey at center when a lot of people thought that Ryan Jensen was going to be able to come back. You had a rookie at right guard and then switching left guards midseason. Gilbert handled all of those changes really, really well. And the improvements that we saw from the offensive line, especially the second half of the season when the, when Rashad White and the run game really got going, is a credit to what Gilbert can do as a coach. The Panthers' offensive line was a complete disaster last year. Bryce Young was one of the most pressured and hit quarterbacks in the NFL, and that's not good. When you are a rookie in the NFL getting blasted the way that he was, Canales knew when he took that job that offensive line was going to be one of, if not the top priority to start to get in shape for the Carolina Panthers to find any kind of success. So he took advantage of an opportunity to bring in a guy that he saw firsthand with Tampa getting their line going in the right direction throughout the season in 2023. And, and look, how many people in 2022 were screaming about how awful Luke Gedeke was and how he shouldn't be starting and, and you know, people wanted him cut. He was getting more hate than Donovan Smith. And then you turn around and look at, at last season and the incredible year that he had at right tackle. You look at the improvement by Robert Hainsey throughout the season when he took over as the starter. Again, when a lot of people thought that Ryan Jensen was going to be able to return, he played in that playoff game against the Cowboys, figured, okay, Jensen's back. He's going to be ready to roll. For the 2023 season, that wasn't the case. I still question whether or not we're ever going to see Ryan Jensen on an NFL field in a playing capacity ever again. And then you take a look at Cody Malk going through the rookie growing pains, kind of hitting a rookie wall late in the season before he started to get back on track. You know, this wasn't a, a first round pick. This was a, a small school guy that was taken and became a plug and play starter at the right guard position, whoever the new offensive coordinator is in Tampa now has to fill multiple jobs and he has to find an offensive line coach that can build off of what Gilbert did last year with this offensive line. I still think you only have four of the five starters for next season on the roster right now. You're, you're going to be looking for a left guard to replace Aaron Stinney, but they have to bring in an offensive line coach that's going to be able to build on that and, and continue to make improvements on the offensive line if you're going to continue to have success in both the run and the passing game. It, it's a vital hire. So that's incredibly important. But now the offensive coordinator also has to fill a wide receivers coach position. They have to, you know, you may not see a run game coordinator, which was Harold Goodwin's, uh, you know, job as well as the assistant head coach, but 
It, it'll depend on who the offensive coordinator is, whether or not they have a run game coordinator or run game analyst. So that's a position that may or may not get filled, but this offensive coordinator needs to bring in someone that he knows and trusts that can try to replace or replicate Goodwin's leadership and experience, which is going to be a huge loss for this Buccaneers team. So lots of, of continued moving parts. And, and I go back to my show on Tuesday where I was telling everyone, take a deep breath, calm down. This isn't a race. You have to find the right guy. And now that right guy has to find two to three more right guys to fill out the rest of this offensive staff. So who will that next offensive coordinator be? We are going to update the Buccaneers surge. That is coming up next on today's episode of Locked On Bucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Passion, drive, and patience, what brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, brakes, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with that eBay guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or you get your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts that you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Thank you again for making Locked on Bucks your first listener view every single day. Every day, make sure you're coming back tomorrow. I'll be joined by Evan Klosky. We're going to get his thoughts on the offensive coordinator search and talk about some comments made by a former Buccaneers head coach. But Locked on has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked on Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right, it's time to update what is going on in the Buccaneers offense coordinator search. So first things first, Detroit Lions offensive coordinator Ben Johnson has decided to stay with the Lions, which certainly has a ripple effect for the Bucs, as well as a couple of other teams throughout the NFL, most notably the Washington Commanders. We all kind of thought that Ben Johnson was going to be the head coach over there. Now they're kind of scrambling, looking at some other options. But for the Bucs, with Ben Johnson staying, that means that there is no path for Antoine Randall L to advance and be promoted to the offensive coordinator position this season, opening things up and making it a little easier for the Buccaneers. If they decide to extend that offer to Antoine Randall L, he has a choice then. Do I want to become an offensive coordinator in this league and continue my path towards potentially becoming a head coach one day? Or am I going to stay in Detroit 
and just be the wide receivers coach. That certainly uh, helps the Buccaneers cause if Antoine Randall L is a guy that they are truly interested in hiring. However, he's not the only Lions staff member that the Bucs are interested in. They have scheduled an interview with Detroit's passing game coordinator, Tanner Ingstrand, who has also interviewed for the offensive coordinator job in New England. So Ingstrand joined the Lions in 2020 as tight ends coach and passing game coordinator before becoming just the passing game coordinator this last year. Before the NFL, he was the offensive coordinator and running backs coach for the D.C. defenders of the XFL, but he got his start in coaching in college with San Diego as their running backs coach in 2007. He became their quarterbacks coach in 2009 then offensive coordinator in 2011 before being promoted to offensive coordinator and assistant head coach in 2013. In 2018, he joined Jim Harbaugh in Michigan as an offensive analyst before making the jump to the XFL and then, of course, the NFL. It was also announced that Houston Texans quarterbacks coach Gerard Johnson will stay in Houston after interviewing with several teams, including the Buccaneers, for their offensive coordinator positions. The Bucs also already completed an interview with former Eagles offensive coordinator Brian Johnson, who I think is one of the top two to three outside candidates at this moment in time. But finally, the Bucs will be finalizing their interview with Aaron internal candidate Thad Lewis for the offensive coordinator job on Wednesday before Jake Peets of the Los Angeles Rams arrives for his interview on Thursday. Lewis also has interest from the Bills, the Raiders, the Titans, the Bengals, though the Bengals job won't be in, the, in an offensive coordinator capacity. And I still think that Lewis is going to make a great offensive coordinator, but I'm starting to lean away from him being the front runner. And I, I talked about this when Canales took the job in Carolina. I said on that show that I think Thad Lewis is the front runner to become the next offensive coordinator in Tampa, but I'm starting to get the feeling that this is going to be an outside hire. It's just a gut feeling. I'm not you know, trying to something that I know that I can't, you know, disclose. Um, it, it's just a, a gut feeling. And, and I get the impression that this is going to be a guy from the outside that can come in with fresh ideas. But also I go back to what we just talked about, right? Idzik, Goodwin, Gilbert, they're all gone. When you promote Thad Lewis, now you're still looking for outside candidates to bring in for three different coaching positions that have been vacated. When you bring in that outside guy, and we've talked about this on the show a couple of times, and you guys know how the NFL works, those guys want to be surrounded by guys that they know, that they've worked with, that they trust. And so when you bring in a Brian Johnson, an Alex Van Pelt, a, a Jake Peets, an Antoine Randall L, they're going to bring in guys from the outside that they can fill in at the offensive line coach job or the run game coordinator job or the wide receivers coach job. And, and that's going to start to change the evolution of the Buccaneers offense, right? When you take a look at Thad Lewis, and again, I think Thad Lewis is going to be a really good coordinator. I just don't know if he's the guy that the Bucs need right now. Thad Lewis 
has been with the Bucs for the last few years. Now you're starting to reach out to guys that maybe you haven't worked with or, or haven't worked with in a long time, and you're going to start trying to poach coaches from, from other teams that can look at their situation and be like, you know what, I'm going to stay with, with where I am rather than these guys that follow. Like, for example, let's say it's Jake Peets. Let's say Peets is the guy that gets hired. He's now being promoted to an offensive coordinator position. He's going to start pulling guys probably from the Rams staff that could see their path forward by taking a promotion to wide receivers coach or taking a promotion to offensive line coach or to run game coordinator. And that's their pathway to get to an offensive coordinator position, which is then the pathway to potentially becoming a head coach in the NFL. Everything is going to be about trying to better their situations for themselves and their futures, right? It's, it's about helping the team. It's about helping out their, their buddy who just got this promotion. But at the same time, you know, how many of you have taken new jobs because you saw the pathway to bettering yourself? You still like the company that you're working for, maybe, but you're going to watch out for number one, and number one is you. So when you see a pathway to a better life and a better opportunity for yourself, you're going to take that. That's why I'm starting to lean towards the fact that the Bucks might go outside higher because now you have these vacancies that are desperately needed on the coaching staff that you need to bring in these new guys. You need these fresh ideas. You need to start to revamp things. And if you're just recycling guys from within the organization, not that they're not deserving of promotions or opportunities, but things are going to be kind of stale. Things are going to kind of stay the status quo. So as much as I, I like Thad Lewis, and, and I again, I think he's going to be a really good offensive coordinator. I'm not sure he's the offensive coordinator that the Bucks need right now this season moving forward into 2024. ESPN is showing the Bucks some love, but that might not be a good thing. We talk about that next here on Locked on Bucks. Happy Super Bowl week to or Super Bowl Two weeks to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite snacks, and placing some super bets. I like kicking back with the family, my kids, chowing down on some of our Super Bowl staples. We got the queso. We got pizza bread. We got pretzel bites. We got cupcakes. We got cookies. Just enjoying that last night of football before we have to wait all the way until September for the games to start again. And I especially like seeing how crazy we can get with some of the prop bets like Gatorade colors, over-under on the national anthem, over-under on Taylor Swift appearances, and which song is going to be first during the halftime show. FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a W or two or three. And not only can you bet on who will win Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has bets for which players are going to score a touchdown, how many points are going to be scored, and much, much more. New customers join today, and you're going to get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL.
wrapping things up here on a Wednesday episode of the Locked On Bucks podcast. And ESPN released their top 50 upcoming free agents, and the Bucks are well represented. So ESPN writer Matt Bowen compiled a list of the top 50 free agents across the NFL. And while we talk about some of these Bucks free agents on the show, the national media is taking notice and showing them some serious love. The number one player on this top 50 is Chris Jones, the defensive tackle from the Chiefs. No surprise there. He is going to be the most sought after free agent. He is a game changer. He is a game wrecker. Absolutely understand that being the number one guy. But the first Bucks player to appear on the top 50 comes in at number 10, and it's Antoine Winfield Jr. He's also the first safety to appear on the list. Next up is Mike Evans, who comes in at number 12 and is the second wide receiver featured on the list behind T. Higgins. Right behind, behind him at number 13 is Baker Mayfield, who is the second quarterback on the list behind Kirk Cousins, who came in at number three. More on that in a little bit. And then you have to go quite a ways down the list before you get to the next Buccaneer, and it's Devin White at number 44. He's the third linebacker on the list behind Patrick Queen and Frankie Louvu, mind you. He's the third linebacker that does not include edge rushers. You know, jo uh, I can't remember now. It's not it's not Josh Allen from the Jaguars, but there's you know there's a Jaguars edge rusher up there at number three. You have uh, Jadavion Clowney listed on there. Quite a few edge rushers on there. Those are not being counted as linebackers. And then at number forty eight. We have the fourth linebacker on the list in Levante David. Greg Allman of Fox Sports pointed out on Twitter that the NFC South as a whole had seven players featured on this list, and the Bucs accounted for five of them. Now, I don't really disagree much with where these players rank. I actually think it's a pretty solid representation of who these players are, you know, where they rank in terms of against other free agents that are, are entering, um, you know, the, the free agent pool, you know, where they rank in terms of their position on this list. And, and I think Antoine is, is far and away the top player at his position to potentially hit the market. And the argument could be made about Evans being the number two at his position, maybe even the number three. Michael Pittman Jr. was just a few spots behind him, but that's strictly based on age. Evans can't give a team the longevity that that Higgins or Pittman or Hollywood Brown can. Now, I would I still would never put Hollywood Brown ahead of Mike Evans, but the the point is that is going to play into their free agent value, right? The kind of teams that are going to go after Evans are the ones that are going to be able to compete for a championship in the next two to three seasons. Whereas you have teams like the Titans, the Panthers, the Bears, the Cardinals, they're the ones that are more likely to go for a guy like a T. Higgins, like a Michael Pittman Jr., because they can build their offense around those guys as their centerpiece outside of, of quarterback, of course, for the next five or six years. So I don't have any issues with Evans being behind T. Higgins on this list. T. Higgins, I think, was seventh. 
and then Mike Evans was was down there at 12, just outside of the uh, of the top 10. And Levante's ranking behind Devin White as well as Luvu is strictly based on age. Like there's there's no doubt in my mind. David is still playing at a crazy high level, but he may only play one or two more years, if any at all. We still don't know if Levante David's even going to play in 2024, let alone who he might play for. You all know that Levante David is a better linebacker than Devin White, but we're talking about big money in a free agent frenzy and teams want long-term return on their investments. You are absolutely not getting a long-term return on your investment of Levante David, which is why, honestly, it makes the most sense for Levante David, if he plays, to just come back to Tampa Bay. Nobody's going to value him the way Tampa Bay does. Nobody is going to utilize him the way Tampa Bay does. And again, I could see Levante doing a one-year deal with a Cincinnati, a Kansas City, a San Francisco, even though they don't really need, uh, you know, they don't have a need for for a Levante David. Uh, you know, the Detroit Lions, you know, these teams that are going to be in the running for a Super Bowl next season. Um you know, I could see them doing a one or two year deal for Levante David, but again, he's not going to be the centerpiece of a team like the Chicago Bears, like uh, the Arizona Cardinals. You know, these rebuilding franchises—they're not looking for a guy who was drafted in 2012 and is going to be entering what is his 13th, 14th NFL season. It's just—it's it, not going to happen. So, finally, I do want to mention that I think. Kirk Cousins being number three on this list is just a little bit insane. And look, this is nothing against Kirk Cousins. I think all things being equal, he should rank higher than Baker Mayfield on this list, and he should get a bigger and better deal than Baker Mayfield does in free agency. But all things are not equal. Cousins probably isn't going to be ready for training camp after tearing his Achilles halfway through the season. And he's going to be 36 years old entering the 2024 season. Baker's still going to be under 30 years old, coming off of a career year uh, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I'm not sure how much longer Cousins has in the NFL. Again, 36 years old entering the 2024 season. And teams aren't going to know how he looks coming off of that injury. So when it comes to Kirk Cousins, teams are going to proceed with caution. And entering this free agency the way that it is right now, I would take, if I'm an NFL franchise, Baker Mayfield over Kirk Cousins, given the age, given the uncertainty surrounding the injury, and, and given the longevity that you're going to be able to get out of that player again. Go back to my point about Mike Evans. Go back to my point about Levante David. Teams in free agency shell out big money for these players, and they want their return on investment. Unless you are a contender looking for one piece for one or two years, you're looking for a guy that you can lock up for the next four, five, six seasons. Is Kirk Cousins going to be playing football when he's 40? Absolutely not. It's just not going to happen. It, it rarely happens anymore. You had Tom Brady, obviously, playing into his mid-40s. You have Aaron Rodgers, who just suffered 
you know, a season-ending Achilles injury on the third play of the season. He's in his 40s. Drew Brees came close. Uh, you guys at the quarterback position, they just don't play that long. So Kirk Cousins, you're looking at another two years, maybe. Baker Mayfield could have another eight. So that will play in a free agency, and I think that's why Baker should rank higher than Cousins on this list. But again, all things being equal, you know, Kirk Cousins is probably the better quarterback, but he hasn't really done anything in the postseason. The Vikings, even with Kirk Cousins, were just kind of, you know, there. They weren't really contending the way that they were the year before. So, you know, Baker is probably going to get a better deal than Kirk Cousins based on age, based on the injury. I mean, outside of the Vikings, what team is going to take a chance on signing Kirk Cousins and free agency knowing that he may not be ready to start the year? It, it's a really, really big risk uh, for any franchise to try to bring on Kirk Cousins. That's why ultimately I think he ends up staying in Minnesota, and you may see Minnesota pull something where they take a guy like a Michael Penix, like a J.J. McCarthy in the draft and have him sit for those one or two years that Kirk Cousins is still playing. Then they have their quarterback of the future in waiting. With that, I'm going to bid you all a fair adieu. Make sure that you are coming back tomorrow. I will be joined by Evan Klosky. We're going to get his thoughts on the offensive coordinator search and on some things that a former Buccaneers head coach had to say. In the meantime, check out everything going on over at BucksNation.com. Follow on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, and become a Locked On Bucks insider. Go to JointSubtext.com slash LockedOnBucks. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, fire the cannons. want to thank you so much for joining me right here on Locked On Bucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Oh, <laughs> oh,